Let's pray. May the God who knows us through and through speak in our hearts through words and silence with grace and truth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Devotees of Postman Pat may remember the episode when Pat goes to visit Mrs Goggins. Mrs Goggins is rather elderly and hard of hearing and struggles to pick up what Pat is saying. In frustration she says, Speak up, Pat! It became something of a catchphrase in the Hinks household. Whenever someone was mumbling, Speak up, Pat, came the cry. Hopefully you can hear me this morning. And if not, you can turn up the volume or turn on the YouTube subtitles. They may not be totally accurate, especially if I start to, to mumble or stumble. But hopefully you'll pick up the gist of what I'm trying to say. Of course, it's not just a matter of hearing. It is also about listening. And listening involves not just our ears, but our minds and hearts too. We can hear the words, but fail to listen to the message. We can listen to the message, but fail to take it to heart. There may be too much else going on in your household, or your minds today. They may be clogged up with all the stuff that is going on around us. And so the first challenge is to quieten our minds. Quieten all those noises and voices off that distract and come into God's presence. Let those famous words of Psalm 46 quieten your minds now. Be still and know that I am God, says the Lord. Be still. We live in a noisy world with many loud, angry voices demanding our attention. Many conflicting messages being poured out in news and media and social media. Be still and know that I am God, says the Lord. Be still and hear again those words of Jesus, follow me. Just two words that transformed many lives. For Philip, that brought excitement and a new beginning. He followed because he recognised the voice of authority, the voice that had authenticity, that was true, that had that ring of truth, not some false prophet. He saw in Jesus and he heard in Jesus, the Saviour, the Messiah. And so he goes and tells Nathanael, we've found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. 
and in time Philip would come to know Jesus as Son of God. But Nathanael is less sure about this Jesus figure. To begin with, prejudice prevents him hearing the call. He assumes that nothing good can come out of Nazareth, that border town with its mixed population and funny northern ways. But Philip persists. Come and see, he says. And Nathaniel has enough curiosity and interest to do so. In fact, Jesus recognises in Nathaniel a, a real honesty that he respects. He looks into Nathaniel's heart and tells the other disciples, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Perhaps he's saying those words with a smile on his face, a gentle mockery of that purer-than-thou attitude that Nathaniel carried with him. But he's also affirming that importance of integrity and honesty, and even at times scepticism. We cannot take everything on face value. We do need to check and test and come to the real, the authentic, the true. In today's world of fake news and daily scams, of spin and claim and counterclaim, the need for transparency and honesty and integrity is all the greater. And we know sadly that the credibility of the church and the Christian gospel itself has been at times harmed and undermined by scandals and abuse and distorted versions. The prosperity gospel is still doing great harm in some parts of the world church. The alignment of some Christian Christians in America with the outgoing president has been bad news for the gospel. The experience of abuse within the church in this country has left some wondering if anything good can come out of the church. So perhaps it's small wonder that many people do not respond to that invitation to come and see, to come and see what the church is about. Entering the doors of our church buildings can be a scary thing to do. Will you be welcome? Will you fit in or stand out like a sore thumb? Will you be bored or made to feel uncomfortable? Will you be pointed at? Will any of it connect with your own situation and the daily challenges you face? For those inside the church family, it can be difficult for us to put ourselves into the shoes of those who come through the door for the first time or switch on the computer and try out a YouTube service. How can we really give that invitation to come and to see? 
For Christians, the danger, I think, is either that we try too hard or we don't try at all. We try too hard when we try to hide what the church is really like behind some glossy veneer. We try to look younger than we really are, more dynamic, more attractive, more up-to-date. But it can so often fail to match reality. Perhaps we have to just be honest that we're fallible people with, with all our backgrounds. We're ordinary people trying to follow Jesus today. Or perhaps we don't try hard enough. We do that when we just hunker down into some kind of inward-looking fellowship, friendly to each other, but effectively closed to those who don't know our ways. Neither of those options is the way of Jesus. The one who called Philip and Nathaniel to follow him. If we truly follow, if we keep in step, with our Saviour, then maybe we will be able to share more easily and authentically with others. To say more humbly and honestly, come and see. Come and see what we're about as we try to follow Jesus today. The one who brought the love of God and the life of the Spirit into our world. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Speak, Lord, and help us to invite others to come and see. To come and see the Jesus who calls all humanity, in all its glorious diversity, to follow his way of justice, compassion and peace. To come and see the glory of God in the very ordinary midst of our daily lives. So we come to a time of prayer. Tomorrow marks the beginning of the week of prayer for Christian unity. And so we pray for the churches of this area and across the country and world that we will deepen that sense of oneness in Christ. And both our local churches have church meetings this week, so we pray. God's guidance for those coming together on Zoom as we look at the life and the work of our church. One of the members here at Corzend is celebrating a big birthday. Dorothy Stanton is 90 on Wednesday. And we send Dorothy our congratulations and good wishes and every blessing. And for her family too. And we pray for those uh, in our church families that are in hospital or homes at this time. And of course our minds are further afield and America is particularly on our hearts at this time as it prepares for the inauguration of a new president. May that be a new beginning for that great nation. So let's be still. Be still and know that I'm God, says the Lord.
Let us be still and know that God is with us, the God who knows our needs and loves the world, the one in whom all can turn for grace and mercy. Lord, speak. Your servants are listening. Let us be still and give thanks for one another, scattered as we are, each of us with our different thoughts and needs, joys and concerns. Let us pray for God's Spirit to unite us in Christ, with each other and the whole Church in all its glorious variety, and use our prayers today to reach out to all in need. Lord, listen to the cries of our hearts. Let us be still and hold before God the world in all its beauty and brokenness. To pray for those who are suffering as a result of the pandemic or many other diseases. Those caught up in conflict and war. Those who are refugees far from home those weighed down by poverty, persecution or oppression. Let us pray especially for peace and justice in the United States of America, and for wisdom and courage for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and their team in the work they must do in the weeks ahead. Let us pray for our own nation and government amid all the pressures and challenges of this moment in our history. Lord, look with compassion on your creation. Let us be still and hold before God those who have asked for our prayers those sick in body, mind or hospital, those sick in body, mind or spirit, those in hospital, those grieving the death of a loved one, those who are lonely or despairing. In the silence we hold them before God. Lord, bring healing, bring peace. God, our Creator and Saviour, you hold in your care this planet and all its creatures spinning in space. To your love and protection, we commit one another and all for whom we have prayed. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. And in the company of the whole church, we pray the prayer that he gave us, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, 
forever and ever.